0: If you really want something, you're going to have to get outside your comfort zone. You're going to have to stretch. And in that, there's two kinds of fear. Fear of what you know, fear of what you don't know. That's it. Yes. That's all there is. Some people are more comfortable staying in that comfort zone, knowing that the decisions have consequences, but they but they know what the consequences are going to be because they're, they're comfortable and they know that fear. The unknown, you don't know what you're fixing to happen. So, what, what, if we're sum total, Jason, which we are, I believe, yeah. of everything we've ever seen, heard, read, and done, How do you change tomorrow? Well, first of all, you got to step out today. You can't wait for tomorrow. Welcome
1: to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I am here today driving up and down the Las Vegas Strip. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go.
0: And I'm with the one, the only, the oh so famous, Mr. Russell V. Thank you, brother. It's always right. good to, always a pleasure. Always good to be with you. You're just so, I, I mean, you. I, I love everything that you do, man. I love your color. Well, you know, I just have fun.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the what, key. How to just have fun with it. People <clears throat> are like,
0: it's. I mean,
1: you're going to do 30 podcasts in yeah. three days, yeah. and I'm like, well, two and a half days. But <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. But I'm and I'm honored and humbled fun. just to be a part of it. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I love talking to you. I love your whole team, too. Thank, Thank you guys. You. What you guys are doing over there is just absolutely amazing. Thank you very so, much.
0: Appreciate that, Jason.
1: Well, for everyone out there watching and listening maybe don't know who you are, let's kick it off a little origin story. Origin. Yes. Uh, okay. How you got started in the business and what you're doing right now.
0: Okay, origin story. Here's a quick origin story. 1968 Hot Wheels. Um, <laughs> that started me on my uh, quest for automotive. 1985, to start selling cars. Mm-hmm. Ended up running stores, uh, GM, GSM. Uh, 19 in 1999 began in 2000 left that for the vendor space went to work for a CRM what came became a CRM company about six months after I started ended up being managing a partner in that called Car Research after 11 years left uh, bought into an existing technology company websites etc and gave that help for nine and a half years and then two and a half years ago uh, co-founded and uh, a company called Fix Stops Marketing which we're really excited about the future.
1: The future, the future. That's the quick future. origin, right? Quicker that was amazing. Great. Okay, it was,
0: good. boom, boom, good. boom, boom, boom. All
1: right. Well, look, you had a you had a session here today. I did a digital dealer. I did. Um, I I heard nothing but positive things. Thank you very it. much. So, um, Where'd you hear it from? Never oh, mind. Go ahead. Say. Go ahead. It's okay. I can't go say because I know what I heard. No, just, I
0: just, go, <laughs> no, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> let's let's talk about it. what, what really. We, let's say maybe uh, three or four of the key takeaways okay. from today's session.
0: My session today was on EV batteries. Mm-hmm. Politics, <laughs> uh, EV adoption, and fixed ops marketing and fixed God, operations. Excuse me, fixed operations. I can like talk about yeah. EVs all day. Oh yeah, long. yeah. It was it was fun. Uh, all the research, uh, you know, to prep me for this was amazing. Some things I learned about our power grid, about all the different types of EVs I didn't know about, uh, and I took everybody on this journey. You, know, you have about forty minutes. You're not yeah. allowed to pitch, which I I don't think uh, I, I call them. Uh, uh, but anyway. Uh, Anyway, so I took everybody on this journey and ultimately where it ended up is that it's all about people. Yes. It's all about taking care of your people. It's all about empowering, empowering your people. It's all about your intent. Everybody has some great intention, but the road to hell is paved with great intentions. We need, <laughs> we need to act now. There's a tremendous future and everybody thinks that uh, EV is a tsunami and there's not gonna be any money you made. Well, you know what? If if you stop the defection that dealerships are having yes. by taking care of your people, hiring the right people, but finding out their why, work, being able to work with them and meet them and be transparent with your customers, that will help stop the bleeding. You won't have to worry about EV. There's plenty, there'll be plenty of maintenance for electric vehicles.
1: You know what? That's a good point. I love the fact that you bring up the why, right? Yeah, because I think I think as, as an industry, um, we've gotten better identifying our why but i still think we have a long ways to kind of go there are definitely some that are better than others for sure but i mean here's the bottom line everybody knows what you do there's a 60 foot sign outside of your dealership that says exactly what you do um it's i think it's very important to really kind of take the time and understand you know why you do it the way you do it i think is what's most unique it's
0: well it is. So, for example, 80 to 85% of all general managers are cut from the variable side. Yes. They really don't understand. Is it really uh, that high? Yep. Oh my gosh. They really don't understand the fixed operation side. Of, uh, that's where their bread and butter is. That's what pays all the yeah. bills. Makes sense. Etcetera. But it, it's not, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, what you're selling is time. Mm. Totally different mm-hmm. than any other aspect of the business. Yep. It's all about time. And the why is, look, you got Gen Z, Gen Ys, Millennials. You got all these different people, new people coming into the business, stuff like that. People want to know they count, they matter, that they make a difference. You know, Jason, that they're part of something bigger mm-hmm. than just themselves, and they're part of a team, right? Together, everyone achieves more. And we're not doing that. We're treating them like a number. We're just high. I know dealers that actually took technician da- technician off their uh, their uh, about us page, took their technicians off there because people were pilfering their technicians. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I'd be more worried why they're
0: leaving than necessarily uh, Exactly. Why. <laughs> well, there goes the why again. Are you yes. taking care of we, we talked about management, management, leadership, and I'll stop here. Yes. Managers and leaders are two entirely different things. Managers mm-hmm. light a fire underneath people. <laughs> leaders light a fire in people.
1: Mm, that's a very, very good point. And it's, it's totally true. Oh, no, 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 okay, no, hundred percent. No, I, I, I like that. And, and, and we're talking about not just the leaders, you know, for for your employees, but also leaders for your customers. Absolutely. Right? Like I I, I I I can tell, I can feel, all right, when I go into a any business, all right, and talk just to a handful of the employees. Mm-hmm. If there's real leadership in this, in this, in this. There's an aura you can there, sense. There is. Yeah, you can almost absolutely. you can almost smell it sometimes. Yeah. Like, you can. You know, it just feels like, you know, people are empowered. Yeah, you know, people are you know they don't need to run off and go ask you know manager for this or that the other thing they that's just right. they're, they're they're empowered, empowered. to take care Perfect. of the customer right and that's a leadership thing it not is management.
0: absolutely one of the other things we talked about which i is transparency mm. Uh, mm. if you want to stop this defection depending on who you're talking to 70 30 65 35 whatever it is after the warranty periods up uh, there's a huge defection because they felt like they were locked into you for warranty free stuff etc But what keeps them coming back? There's all kinds of technology out there today. As a matter of fact, this guy, I call him my friend, he's not, but I feel like he is. His name's Glenn Lundy, you ever heard of him? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Anyway, he was talking (laughs) about how technology's evolved from 1922 to 2022 over the last 100 years. He said, Mm -hmm. in the next five years, technology will move that same 100 years. So be prepared. So we have things that, that, like uh, true video, where yep. you, it, it, customers will believe what they see, right? You're being transparent. Yes. Technicians do a walk around, the rotors are warped, or whatever the case may be, right? Whatever whatever they need. Well, then you also have, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, I guess you get it out, another company like RepairPal, for example, where you can be transparent with the customer when you're talking to them about brakes or other types of recommended maintenance that mm-hmm. need to be done. And then you can see with everybody in your area, all the Valvolines and Firestones and et cetera, you're not, the, you're not the most expensive, you're not the least, you're right in the middle, but this this is what this, these are the true costs for the same service, and that's transparent. They yes. like you, they trust you, they believe you, they're gonna buy it from you. And then another one's called UVI, or mm-hmm. U, U, yep. I think that's what it's called, where you first come into the service department, takes a picture of your undercarriage, it knows all about your tires, inflation, stuff like that. And you think about this, what's the single biggest first purchase that a customer has when they buy a new vehicles, tires? Oh yeah, for sure. But what are, what are we doing? We're going through a waterfall yes yeah right <laughs> anyway that's my quick take but on,
1: yeah. but you know what though um to to put that type of process in place you have to be very intentional yes uh it's not going to happen on its own and i think there's there's a fear i find sometimes not always all right but there's a fear i find sometimes of actually documenting and putting together a process like that because uh there's accountability when you document something. Boom. accountability. You know? Yep, there is. You know, so uh, how do we? And don't get me wrong, I, I'm guilty of it too. Like I, I'm not saying this Thank is you. I, 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 it, it, I know for a fact that if uh, if if I have an idea and I want to get something done, if and as long as I don't share it with anybody, then no one's ever going to hold me accountable for it. But therefore, I can never you know fail at it. True. You know. True. So how do we? I'm going to get into your your opinion because I know you know you're you're good at being. Comfortable with being uncomfortable. True, I am. What? Hello. Yes, all right But that's something that you had to practice. Yep. You know, so walk me through kind of how that got started for you. How, well, how did you get comfortable with being uncomfortable?
0: I met this guy. Well, first of all, I had a, a lot of challenges in my life. We have all of us, depending on how transparent we want to be. I had some real serious drug and alcohol problems early on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have been clean and sober for a long time, but I met some people in my life. One of them was a guy, my life coach mentor. He said, Russell, are you willing to to do the things that other people aren't willing to do so that you can have and become the things that most people will never have and never become? What are you willing to do? Well, then I realized that uh, drugs and alcohol, first of all, were never my problem. They were a symptom. The -hmm. problem was me and the way I thought and my head and my heart were in line. So what I realized was, the definition of sanity right keep doing the same thing expecting different results how do you if you really want something you're gonna to have to get outside your comfort zone you're gonna to have to stretch and yes. in that there's two kinds of fear fear of what you know and fear of what you don't know that's it yes. that's all there is some people are more comfortable staying in that comfort zone knowing that the decisions have consequences but they but they know what the consequences are going to be because they're, they're comfortable and they know that fear the unknown you don't know what you're fixing to happen. So, what, what if we're sum total, Jason, which we are, I believe, yeah. of everything we've ever seen, heard, read, and done, how do you change tomorrow? Well, first of all, you got to step out today. You can't wait for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You have to step out in faith. You can't do something and wait for all the, whatever it is you want to do, you can't wait for all these circumstances to be right because they'll never be right. No, no, no You have to no. step out and then it will be revealed. But then you'll meet people when you walk outside of your comfort zone, step outside and say, you know what, I like you, I like what you're saying, I trust you, let me introduce you to this guy, let me introduce you to the gospel this guy. Well, what I found was if you want to change tomorrow, it starts with, there's only three things that'll make a difference in tomorrow. That's it. It's real simple. People are looking for the magic bullet. Here's Always. what it is. What you read, what you listen to, who you associate with. Ah, there you go. Yes. Input new information, so get you get a new there. output. hundred
1: yep. percent. You know, a lot of people ask me like, hey, you know, how did you get comfortable, you know, being in front of a camera and doing podcasts and stuff like that? And it's like, because I started sure. hanging out with people that did exactly that. Well, it
0: wasn't comfortable at first though, Oh God, it? no. You no. way outside Most your comfort zone. Most people
1: think like, oh no, like. I, yeah, was, born it. I was born into it. He was born oh, into bullshit. it. Was born into oh
0: shit, I wasn't born Oh, I was scared to death this morning oh. in my. I, oh, oh yes, yes. right? Yeah. Getting up on stage? Yeah. Come on. Yep. First, really, first time I did, I sweated. Oh through, my God. I sweated yeah. through my shirt, my jacket, everything. I got a little trick. You want me to tell you what I do sometimes? Okay, first of all, I pray but sometimes uh, the anxiety, and, and it only lasts for a couple of minutes, yeah. then, then I find my, my ground. So I reach down here and I pinch myself real hard in the thigh to redirect my thoughts from the anxiety and focus on that pain, just for a, a second. A I know, don't, don't, don't do that, <laughs> Robby, we're just cutting it out. Hey, that I way. like good hacks. I love it, I love
1: it. I love a good hack. I love a good hack. But, but I think to uh, be progressive and to, in, to stop being reactive in this industry, that you need to really be, you know, comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that is, you know, in the way that you communicate with your staff. And it's also Mm -hmm. the way you communicate um, with your, with your employees. Look, I, I, sorry, with your employees or your customers. That's what I meant to say. So um, I think communication is one of those places I started where I wanted, where I started getting comfortable being uncomfortable is how I communicated. I, I oh man, okay, I was not the best communicator when I was a manager. Nah, I'm gonna tell you nah, right out of the gate. It, no, no, I remember I had this girl one year for Christmas crochet me a pillow that said, shut the fuck up and get back to work. And she thought it was funny. Well, I kind of got it funny too because that's something I said on such like. a regular basis. All the time, all oh, the no. time. I was just, you know. Well, you changed yeah and you know but that was my aha moment i went oh that's how they perceive my communication as being in that tone now she was doing something funny and thought i'd (laughs) get a kick out of it and it was i actually still have it i think somewhere um but i was like yeah no that's that's got to change and i you know had to really kind of learn to be empathetic with others Uh, you know the funny thing is i was actually pretty good about being empathetic with customers not so empathetic with my
0: staff you know,
1: and um, but it was it was a process. It was. it was it was a process.
0: Nobody just gets it. They have to you know, fail. I, to learn. Oh you my fail gosh. To learn. And
1: I'm still failing at it. Yep. You know, like I was just thinking the other day, I had this meeting with our new operations manager and I was just like, God, did I really say that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's was like, could I have said that differently? Like you know, but here's the other thing, too, is I found uh, and this works, you know, for management, leadership. Uh, for your employees, if your customers, hell, even your fam- friends and families, sure. the, you know the willingness to quickly admit that, yeah, you know what? No,
0: I, I should, I'm going to rewrite what I just wrote. <laughs> you know, you could do now, that. things aren't in stone, right? No, I, just... I think making amends or apology. Look, I got to share this with your with your people <laughs> out there. Uh, I learned this from a service advisor back in 1996. The six most powerful words in the English vocabulary. It's affected with your family, friends, uh, your clients, guests, customers, wherever you call them, your staff as well. First of all, if you're wrong, admit it. But here's the sixth word. I apologize, can you forgive me? And shut up. There you go. Now, if somebody's coming at you and there's a lot of heat, trust me, after you listen to them and you acknowledge (laughs) them, right? listening to understand instead of listening to respond, uh, let them get about a minute, minute and a half into it. It might seem like eternity. And then, as soon as they pause from being angry, uh, say those six words and shut up, and they'll apologize. Most of them will apologize and say, Hey, it's not your fault. You know, I had a bad day here. My kids did this, this, and that, spilled coffee all over the car, whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't know. I went off on a tangent there, but. um, No, we're we're talking about emotional intelligence. Right. Oh, that's what owning Owning my own uh, crap, Uh, uh, apologizing when I was really wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to do, but that's the sign of true. emotional intelligence and maturity, uh, and, uh, loving people with that moving down there, stay in my own lane, running my own race, right? Yes.
1: Yes. I will say, you know, um, as I, you know, went down this path of being more comfortable, being uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable, that's where I really, you know, started to spend a lot more time on my emotional intelligence. And I still got a long ways to go, but I'll tell you what, the more emotionally intelligent I became the better manager, the better leader and the better marketer. I became, because I was able to actually really kind of put myself in other people's positions. I could put myself in the customer's position. I could put myself into the employees. I could put myself doing the marketing, even the marketing, the way we were writing content, you know, you know for the longest time. I, I always used to say, uh, you know, for a while there, we were marketing at people, not to people. And now oh, we wow. market yeah. to people,
0: not yeah. at them, you know? Good point. That's great. I wish I had all this <laughs> on our, see, I also have a, a, a podcast too, right? And on it, uh, sometimes we do these quick fire questions at the end, and I think it was with Brian Kramer, uh, one of those, yep. I, I think it was Brian, but at the end of him if you could go back and tell your 18 year old self something, what would it be? And he said, you know, and it was really uh, uh, quite revealing. And, but for the first time, somebody turned around me and said, Russell, what would you tell your 18 year old self? Oh, and I said, oh. well, um, it wouldn't make any difference because my 18 year old self wouldn't listen to anybody. He knew it all, you know? So we have to grow and learn and fail and make mistakes. We have defining moments. Uh, You learn from your failures, not your successes, right? Yeah, and you know, I think good management and good
1: leaders uh, allow their staff to fail in a controlled environment.
0: Controlled, perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Because you are so right. Uh, We will learn 10 times, if not more when we fail versus when we actually succeeded, you know, I'm not promoting, you go out and just promote failure, but you no, know, what I'm saying is that they, you need to create an environment that it is safe to, it is safe to fail right. and, and, and to do so you need to have, you know, strong processes, True. you know, but these processes have a, an area, a space right. that that person can still be there per themselves. All right. And, and fail. You know, and that's that's how I, look, that's how I manage my service manager. I am a used car manager. I mean, I just, you just gave them that space. You know, you let them kind of take ownership. Of I
0: think it. that's important to understand it's okay. You're yeah. not gonna get beat up uh, oh, yeah. and same it's same okay to be vulnerable. I mean, this is how we really learn, right? hundred percent. But I gotta tell you, there was a point in my life like yours and a lot of ours, at least the people I used to associate with who I do not associate with anymore. But you know, they were always telling me, hey, my circle of friends was, hey, you can't do that. I tried that, that won't work. And uh, they got interrupted by somebody who just did. Yep. I stopped listening to those people because it's like, if the branches are bare, au contraire, I just don't go there anymore. I, I don't, and they gotta have fruit on the tree, right? Yes. And not everybody has it all. It could be relationships, finances, management, leadership, It all that, you know, there's a lot to be learned out there. And it looks like you became that kind of student. Well, um, myself
1: as well. it was, I think it was more forced because I think, <laughs> you know, well I see that people are like, Oh, so you chose to do that. I'm like, yes, yeah. I mean I did, chose, you did but, right?" but if I was going to be successful, that is the path I had to walk. You know, one, one of the opportunities I've had with doing over 500 interviews and podcast is, yeah. is I've got to interview some incredibly successful people. And that has always been a very consistent pattern with some of the successful people out there is they just, a, they had a very strong mission statement they had something that was always leading them and pushing them and guiding them right and their why, they yeah. yes they are why and they were intentional with their time intentional, and intentional yeah. intentional very very intentional everything they did right um and super high you know emotional intelligence uh they were always working on and they were just comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know? And I think look, it's hard, isn't it? here you guys thought you were joining an
0: automotive podcast. Um, right, right. <laughs> you right. But you know what? This is so important. This is. Yes. This, this is hard. the backbone of all the stuff we're talking about. If you want to be successful. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's we didn't even talk about did... we... Yeah. We oh, yeah. intentionally did this for all you listening out here. We, <laughs> we, 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 are not talking about business. We're talking about people and people are our business. Yes. hundred percent. Everything else is a byproduct. Everything is
1: absolute byproduct. Well, look, uh, Russell, this is all, it's always fun to jam with you, man. You know what I was yeah. going to say? It's like we're at the tail end of our of our time today. Um, we're pulling up to the hotel. Um, but for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, maybe like to connect with you and learn more, maybe about about the business and stuff like that. What's the best way to do so?
0: Well. Um... You could visit our website, FixedOpsMarketing.com. You could email me at Russell, two S's, two L's, at FixedOpsMarketing, F-I-X-E-D-O-P-S Marketing. Some people get that wrong, fat finger it. Or you can call me on my cell, I'll let you do that just because you're watching Jason. It's 903-819-5253. And again, 903-819-5253. But check us out, we're all over LinkedIn. Like us, share us, love us. I also host a podcast called WTF. And that's what the fixed ops, okay? Yes, it's so much fun. And uh, Jason has been, uh, let me say, this, an instrumental part of where I'm at today. Jason, thank you very much as thank well. Thank you, man. This has been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah really yes, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.